Spirit of a living God, glory and honor unto your name. Let thy will be established. Let thy perfect will be revealed in our lives. Let not your word be misunderstood, but let your word bring liberation to us. Let your spirit bring liberty to every aspect of our life and give us an assurance for Christ in us, the hope of glory. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So, um, we've been talking about the uh, acts of the Spirit for about five days. And I believe before that, we were talking about who the Holy Spirit is. And it is very important for us to understand the personality of the Holy Spirit. God, through His Spirit, has worked out a lot of miracles. God, through His Spirit, has done a lot of things. When you read Genesis, I mean, it says, even before God said, the Holy Spirit moved on the waters. So it takes the Spirit of God to bring about what? Miracles. Without the presence and the move of the Holy Spirit, miracles are never seen. So it is the Holy Spirit that ensures and engages the miracles of God. And God chooses to express himself. You know, when you read Acts, in the book of Acts, the book of Acts is a vivid, I mean, manifestation of the workings of the Holy Spirit in the church. So if you want to really understand the acts of the Spirit of God, you read a book of Acts, you see it evident. You see it evident. Uh, Acts chapter 5, verse 3 and 4. Acts chapter 5, verse 3 and 4. The Bible says, And Peter spoke or said to Ananias, How is it that Satan has filled your heart? that you have lied to the Holy Spirit. Look at this. And he said, you have not lied to men, but to God. So one of the key things that we should know is that the personality of the Holy Spirit is God. So we have God being revealed as the Holy Spirit, also as the Son and as what? God. So in this case, the Bible says that Ananias decided not to what, um, present the, the proceeds of what, his land. And Apostle Peter made a declaration and he said, why have you allowed Satan to fill your heart, to deceive or to lie to the Holy Spirit? And most of us, we've been lying not to ourselves, but to the Holy Spirit. And we might think that the Holy Spirit is just, I mean, a spirit that is just there. No, the Holy Spirit is God. So when you read 1 John chapter 5, if he says there are three that bears witness, 
God the Word and the Spirit in heaven. And they all form the entirety of God. So I always say that wherever you find a spirit, you find God. Wherever you find God, you find a word. So you cannot separate, I mean, the spirit from the word or from God, the Father. So God chooses to express himself to mankind as Father, as Son, and as the Holy Spirit. That is the expression of the personality or the distinct person of God. Now, the scriptures make us um, understand in Acts chapter 2, when you read from 37 to 39, I read, Peter spoke and he replied and he said, unto the people who are, I mean, realize or seen the acts or the manifestation. This is the reply of Peter. He said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ so that your sins may be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. For all who the Lord our God will call. You see? So, first of all, he says that there's a gift that the Holy Spirit gives. And the Holy Spirit is a gift of God to every believer. So, the first thing is this. You ought to believe in Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior for you to have the Holy Spirit manifest. You need to believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus is the only way, that Jesus is the truth. Once you come to a place where you believe and you confess in your heart and you pronounce it, then the next part of the word, the blessings is activated. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, so that your sins may be forgiven. So, as the name implies, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is very holy. The Holy Spirit comes to places where you find holiness and purity. The Holy, places does not, the holy Spirit does not dwell in sin. That is what Jesus said. Grieve not the Holy Spirit because he will not forgive. You can wrong against the Father, the Son, but not the Holy Spirit. Some of us, we have gradually pushed the Holy Spirit to the wall and we are consistently doing that. That the Holy Spirit has left and departed us. So our conscience has been, I mean, has been dealt with that we do anything and we, we, we don't get pricked. 
But one sign of the evidence of the Holy Spirit is that the least thing or the little thing that you do, your conscience pricks you or your conscience contends against you. That you cannot do anything without being what? I mean, judged by your own conscience. You see? You said, repent and be baptized. Secondly, so that your sins may be forgiven. So sin becomes an impediment for the receiver of the Holy Spirit. Sin pushes the Holy Spirit further from us. Sin prevents us from receiving the gift that is of the Spirit of God. So God has given us a gift and the gift is the Holy Spirit. And as a gift is, when somebody gives you a gift, that person doesn't take it back. So it is yours forever. The Bible said, Jesus said, I am going, but I will not leave you as orphans. I will ask the Father to give you the Holy Spirit. So Jesus asked the Father, the Father, I am leaving earth permanently, but I want you to give them another helper, the paracletos, the advocate, the counselor who will keep your people. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is here to stay. The time of God ended, the time of Jesus ended. Now we are in the time of the Holy Spirit. You will pray in the name of Jesus, but it is the Holy Spirit that enforces the manifestation. Yes, God loves us. Yes, Jesus came to die for us. But the one who imparts healing, who imparts peace, who imparts, I mean, love, is the Holy Spirit. So we need to spend more time understanding who he is, what he wants, and what he hates. If you notice, I said, who? Because he's a spirit. Hallelujah. So um, I think I'm going to touch on uh, probably maybe if not um, two or probably three the things that the Holy Spirit does in our life the works of the Holy Spirit so in the believer's life the Holy Spirit works see the Holy Spirit works in the life of a believer. So we are going to find out what the Holy Spirit actually does. See? The Holy Spirit ministers to us personally. On a personal level, the Holy Spirit ministers to us. So the first point I want us to take note of is that the Holy Spirit testifies of our relationship with God. So a lot of Christians for some reason when you ask them that are you a child of god i mean they are not sure they, they don't know they, 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 they are they are not convinced that truly they are of god romans chapter 8 verse 16 it says the spirit himself 
testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. So one of the key ways that the Holy Spirit works in our life is that personally the Holy Spirit convicts us. After we confess Jesus as a Lord and personal Savior in our heart, we know because the Holy Spirit convicts and the Holy Spirit makes us testify that we are God's children. It doesn't matter the amount of sin, you know that God is your father. Know that God is your father. God is your father. Hallelujah. When you look at first John chapter three, I mean the scriptures makes us very un I mean it makes it very clear. And I want us to read something there. First John chapter three verses number twenty-four, where the scripture says that now he who keeps his commandments abides in him and he in him and by this we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us can you see this so he says anyone who does the word of god who fulfills his will jesus abides in them or god in them now he he progresses from there and affirms that by the spirit whom he has given to us so the holy spirit it is through the holy spirit where we can abide in god and god in us without the holy spirit we will give up without the holy spirit who throw in the towel we would do whatever we want to do without the holy spirit we will say well um the world is just doing this so let us do that as well what makes us different from the people in the world we can easily compromise without the holy spirit so the holy spirit testifies of our relationship with god the next point is he teaches us he teaches us he teaches us john chapter 14 verse 26 john chapter 14 26 but the counselor the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name will teach you all things look at this he didn't say he would teach you some things but he will teach you all things and will remind you look at that of everything i have said to you that is the work of the holy spirit how wonderful it is so it means that if you are a student and you are learning and you don't understand certain things it is the, the the responsibility of the holy spirit to teach you what you are studying and after being taught the ability to recall to retain comes from the holy spirit he says that he will remind you of everything i have said to you that is to say whatever jesus spoke to his disciples it is the holy spirit that brings it to remembrance so when you are studying the word and you pray father god help me to study your word 
The Holy Spirit is the one that takes the word that you are studying now. Rise it upon your heart. So when you are in a desperate moment, do you know what the Holy Spirit does? He draws strength from what he has already written in your heart. So it's like a popcorn, the best analogy I'll use. When you put the seed in a machine, a popcorn machine, all of a sudden when heat is applied, see, all of a sudden the, 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 the seed become to pop, they start popping, and you realize that they start turning into popcorn. That is how the word of God in us is, when the Holy Spirit is, 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 is leading us. When we encounter problems, the word that we have studied by the inspiration or we have been taught by the Holy Spirit pops up, just taking up the shield of faith. You see, so as we study the word by the Spirit of God, it pops up. So if it is fear, the word pops up from within us and we are able to combat fear. See, so he teaches us in a lot of things. Probably maybe you are studying the Bible and you need to understand certain mysteries. Once you ask, he says, Matthew chapter 7, 7, he said, ask, seek and knock. As you keep on pressing in the spirit, the Holy Spirit will teach you. So there are two things we should know. That he is, in fact, he's the teacher. He will teach us. And secondly, he will remind us whatever he teaches us. So that when the time of reckoning comes, we will not fail. So one, he testifies of our relationship with God. He teaches and reminds us. Um, pray, the Holy Spirit in our life guides us. Because we don't know where we ought to go. How to even pray, we don't know how to pray. So he is the one that guides. He will guide. Romans 8, 14 says, Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. So we have a lot of people, they start their day, their year, their month, without the directions and the leadings of the Holy Spirit. You just do anything. I mean, any, any call you will pick, any event you will go, any place you will be, it is not the life of God. If truly we are born of God, we are led by the Spirit of God. He guides us. Isaiah says that he will be the voice behind us, telling us which way to go and which one not to go. There are certain friends that you would walk with and there are certain friends you should not walk with. If the Holy Spirit is guiding you, it becomes very easy. All we need to do is to commit it into the hands of the Holy Spirit. All you say is, Father God, Holy Spirit, I commend this action into your hands. I commend this opportunity into your hands. Guide me. Lead me. And I tell you, one way or another, he will lead you. Whether through people, whether through dreams, whether through audible, I mean, hearing of God's word, he will speak to you. God leads. He said, if God is your shepherd, he will lead you and you will not want. 
you will not be found wanting because he will lead you to the place that he has set out for you. The Holy Spirit guides. The fourth point after him testifying of your relationship or your fellowship with God after teaching, after guiding. Do you know what he does? The Holy Spirit helps us to live a pleasing life to God. So Paul says something that we should what? Work our faith, our salvation with fear and trembling. So what will cause us to not miss the second coming of Christ? What will cause us to not lose our place in the book of life? And for us to please God and live by faith, by doing what God says, is by the Holy Spirit. So the Bible says that the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by what? Satan, 40 days and 40 nights. He was led. He was led. So if Jesus was led, who are we not to be led by the Holy Spirit? As we are followers of Christ, we should allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. And in his leading, we can please God. Most Christians are not pleasing God. So he said, Father, I did this in your name. I prophesied, I prayed in your name. And he will say, I know you not. Because you didn't allow the Holy Spirit to what? Help you live a pleasing life. You just did what you wanted to do. And when you read Galatians 5, 16, it tells, it says, I say to you, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. We all have a desire. We all have a nature. And that nature That nature it has all kinds of things. We can easily, we can easily, I repeat, we can easily fall or backslide. No one is secured from what sin. The only person who led a life without sin was Jesus. That is why. It is his righteousness that is imputed upon us. That is why we are sanctified through his blood. So you are a candidate of what? Christ's activities on the cross. So because of his righteousness, you can easily run to God. So no one should think that they are perfect. Scripture says that he who thinks stands should be mindful lest he falls. So the Holy Spirit is the one that keeps us. That when you, even you are going to sin, he will break your heart and your mind. Until you do what is right, he will not stop. See, so that you will please God. The next point um, I think the fifth point is that the Holy Spirit helps us in prayer. Romans 8, 26. 
says in the same way the holy spirit helps us in our weakness but we do not know how we ought to pray by the holy spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot utter so the holy spirit gives us the understanding otherwise we'll be repeating we'll be using i mean words vain words of repetition and we will get tired one of the gifts is the gift of tongues beginning tongues it takes away the stress in prayer it gives us more insight into what is happening and what is going to happen so that we can strategically and prophetically pray and deal with it so the works of the holy spirit in the life of a believer he grants us the ability to pray prophetically we touch on the things that need to be touched on to be touched on to be touched on and last but not the least he gives life to our bodies he gives lives to our bodies you know jesus is the only one who has seen god i always say that the bible says that states out that no one has seen god jesus also said it said no one has seen god because god dwells in unapproachable light the source of god is life the god kind of life that is what sustains every other thing on earth now the one who makes that life of god available is jesus through his death he made it available unto us but the fact that jesus's life or the life of god has been made through his death available doesn't mean as everyone has it is the holy spirit that imparts the god kind of life in us so jesus said that healing is the daily bread of the children of god somebody might be saying that person will be a christian but is the divine health operating in their life have they come to a point when they are seeing that spirit of god impart the life that jesus made available to me there's an aspect of prosperity that most of us we have not allowed the holy spirit to impart us into but has been imparted to us so the holy spirit in the life of a believer the act is to one imparts the life of god into us to give life to our bodies romans 8 11 and if the spirit of him who raised jesus from the dead is living in you he who raised christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies so he gives life the holy spirit gives life to our body tonight it is my prayer that the holy spirit will give life to you as you stay with the holy spirit he will give life to you in the name of jesus in the mighty name of jesus in the mighty name of jesus i pray amen and amen 
God bless you and God strengthen you. And as He strengthens us, the works of the Holy Spirit in our lives, one to testify of our relationship with God will always be there, that we will not lose our salvation. That two, He will continue to teach us how to live our lives as Christians what to do to survive in the times we find ourselves. He will continue to teach us how to have an advantage in society as children of God. That as the Holy Spirit works in our lives personally, He will guide us in the decision that we take. And that He also will help us to live a life that is pleasing a life that is pleasing to God so that after he has given us all the blessings given us all the riches we will not miss our goal our expected end that is where the father in glory we will not miss it and also he will also teach us and help us in prayer because some of us the things we are dealing with it is not by our strength. It is not by might. It is not by our strength, but by the Spirit of God. Zachariah chapter 6, 4 verse 6. So if the Holy Spirit doesn't teach us to pray and to show us the things we are dealing with, some of us will not come far. We will just die. And lastly, if the Holy Spirit doesn't impart certain spiritual gifts and impart life to our bodies we will live a defeated life it takes the holy spirit to reveal mysteries to us to give us revelation and based on the revelation we have an advantage i decree and i declare that you will have an advantage to live the life that you are supposed to live in the name of jesus you are decreeing and I declare that you will have a superior understanding of what's to come in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless you so much. Hallelujah.